0: Welcome to Kentucky History and Haunts. I'm Jesse Bartholomew, and today I'm just going to tell you guys about some ghosts. So this takes place in Bardstown, Kentucky, the bourbon capital of the world. Um, It's also been known as the most beautiful small town in America by USA Today. Bardstown's really cute. If you haven't been there, man, it is. It's a charming little spot. Um... The first time I was actually there, I was 16, and I was there working the Bourbon Festival, which was a little bit crazy, Um, but it's so much fun, and there's a lot of cool history in Bardstown, so if you haven't been there, you gotta go check it out, and uh, I'll go ahead and just get started here. So, I'm talking about two different buildings today that are both haunted. So I'm going to start with the Old Talbot Tavern and I'm definitely going to trip over that because I have been drinking bourbon and it's a tongue twister. It's the Old Talbot Tavern in Bardstown. And it's said to be the oldest stagecoach stop in the United States and one of the oldest buildings in Bardstown. It was built in 1779 and a lot of famous people have stayed there including Jesse James, Daniel Boone, Abe Lincoln, and George Rogers Clark. Also, Alexander Walters, who was one of the co-founders of the NAACP, was born in the kitchen of the tavern in 1858. Um, His mother was a slave, and according to the story, she had to go right back to work after giving birth. So that's a little infuriating, but um, still a cool fact, you know one of the founders of the NAACP. Um, So onto the rooms, you can actually see bullet holes in one of the rooms, which is where Jesse James slept. And nothing really crazy happened in this room like you might think. He actually just got really drunk one night, went to sleep, started dreaming that a flock of birds had gotten into his room, And he basically woke up and started shooting. And it turned out that there was just a mural in his room that had birds all over it. So there are holes in the walls of that room still to this day where you can see um, where Jesse James had his drunken stupor. But um, people have actually reported seeing Jesse James himself wandering around the hotel. So his ghostie might still be hanging out there. Now... Paintings in this inn suffered major smoke and water damage from an electrical fire in 1998. This fire also ruined the roof and most of the second floor, but it reopened the very next year. And even though there were some reports of paranormal activity before then, people now say like those repairs and structural changes really stirred up some of the resident spirits of the old inn. So guests have reported waking up to a strange mist hovering over their beds. This mist, it kind of hovers for a few seconds, and then it slides under the door, which is super cool. And mists and orbs have been captured in photographs there for years. The ghost of Mrs. Talbot is the most frequently seen ghost at the inn. So she was the wife of the original owner, And guests have reported having dreams about her before reading a description of what she even looks like. So she's just out there haunting people's dreams. Also, a waitress who has worked there for several years realized that when she took her daughter to work, her daughter would run up the stairs and be, like, having conversations with somebody at the top of the stairs. And her daughter was like, yeah, it's just this little girl. And so her mom was like, oh... You know, my daughter has an imaginary friend. But later on, the manager reported seeing a young boy and girl appear out of nowhere at the top of the stairs. So at that point, she was like, okay, maybe my daughter was talking to a ghost. Six of Mr. Talbot's children reportedly died in the hotel. So some believe that these are his children wandering around the building. Interestingly enough, even though they do ghost tours there and get, like, a lot of attention because of the paranormal activity, the inn doesn't really advertise itself as being haunted. So now we're going to go right next door. In 1987, when it closed, the Old Nelson County Jail was the oldest operating jail in the state of Kentucky. It was built in 1819, and they did an addition in 1874. Prisoners were kept in two jails upstairs and in the dungeon room while the jailer's residence occupied the front main floor. This dungeon room was home to the worst criminals in the jail, of course, who were kept shackled to the floor. Inmates at the jail passed time crushing limestone in the workyard where the Nelson County Gallows previously stood. So, already, this is just like the perfect storm for being haunted. The notorious outlaws, Frank and Jesse James, who I mentioned earlier, They spent some time in the area, but they never did have to stay a night in the jail. This could have been because they were related to the wife of the jailer, Donnie Pence. Paul McCoy and his parents bought the jail in 1988, and they turned it into a six-room bed and breakfast, calling it the Jailer's Inn, of course. On the website it says they commonly refer to their guests as inmates with two ends which is adorably charming. The inn features one room called the jail cell so they've left that one pretty authentic and it even has two of the bunks from the original jail which kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies but I also love it and want to stay in it. You can go to jailersinn.com and look at all the rooms they're 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 super charming. There are other features of the building that will definitely remind you of what it was, including the 30-inch thick stone walls, heavy steel doors, iron bars on the windows, and they've got newspaper articles from the past up on the walls. And the Travel Channel has recognized the Jailer's Inn as one of the most haunted places in the entire country. Guests and employees have witnessed all sorts of inexplicable occurrences over time since the B&B opened. Eerie music has been heard playing from no identifiable source Footsteps have been heard in the hallways Doors have flown open unexpectedly Appliances turn on and off by themselves Babies can be heard crying when none are present Paul McCoy himself has had several weird experiences He has gone into his office with things in disarray Paper on the floor Um, The piano plays in the living room when there's no one there In 2006, he was showing a couple to their room when they all randomly heard notes from the piano playing right in front of them in that room. And apparently that couple decided to stay in a different room that night. On the first floor, McCoy says a red globe light in the Colonial room switches on by itself between 3 and 4 a.m. And guests have confirmed this. The library room is said to be haunted by a female ghost. Once a couple said they woke up feeling a presence in their room. And when they sat up, they found a female figure standing at the side of the bed, just staring at them, which, ooh, love that. And then after a few moments, she was gone. Another guest of the library room said he was able to snap a photograph of an attractive young female standing by the window but he has since lost the picture. Big bummer. Maybe the most haunted, though, is the old dungeon room, which is located at the top of the stairs to the right. Once a maid was in there cleaning, and she was in like working on a mirror and saw a reflection standing behind her. She turned around to find no one there, and then when she turned back to face the mirror... The figure was standing there again. So she ran out screaming, and two weeks later she quit. Tour guides have also heard horrible screams coming from that same room. McCoy thinks that particular room is haunted by the ghost of a man who had been hanged in the workyard from a tree before they built the gallows there. Also, a guest once said they had spoken to a man in period clothing out in the area where the workyard was which would be so cool. Some of the paranormal activity at the inn is attributed to a man named Martin Hill. Good old Martin Hill he murdered his wife and he was sentenced to hang for it. He became seriously ill three days before his execution date and fell into an infinite state of delirium. He screamed and thrashed around in pain in his cell bunk, so much that the police eventually had to physically restrain him and like tie him down. Bardstown residents would say that this pain and suffering was his late wife committing revenge from the grave. There are reports from later years, but when it was still a jail, that people heard Hill's voice screaming and crying in pain. Talk about haunting. If you stay there now, you can sit in the old workyard and imagine what it was like to walk around aimlessly and just crush limestone and you can also check out the back building where there are still jail cells and everything has been left pretty authentic. If you want to know more about either of these buildings, they've both got websites. You can go to TalbotTavern.com or you can go to jailersin.com while you're at it, check out Haunted Kentucky by Alan Brown. Great book. And (coughs) excuse me, guys, seriously though, Bardstown is so cute. If you haven't been to the Bourbon Festival, you've got to go. I believe it's in like the middle of September and hopefully things will be back to normal enough by this time next year that we'll actually be allowed to go. Um, I heard it's going to be a little bit different format it sounds like it's going to be really great so go ahead and schedule your trip now hey guys thank you so much for listening to another episode of kentucky history and haunts if you're enjoying it please remember to review subscribe and share with your friends If you have a topic you think I should cover, or you want to come on the show and talk about something with me, send an email to kyhistoryhaunts at gmail.com, or message me on Instagram at kyhistoryhaunts, or on Facebook, Kentucky History and Haunts. Uh, Again, thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you on the next one.